Good morning, everyone. Nate Dickinson here. You're tuned in on a Tuesday. Locked on Golden Gophers podcast. Every single weekday, we give you everything you need to know going on with the Minnesota Gophers. Coming up on today's show, Minnesota picked up a big win on the hardwood over Nebraska to stop a pretty big Big Ten skid. We'll talk to Kevin Knight of Corn Nation, the SB Nation affiliate for Nebraska, about the matchup and what he thought on the Nebraska side. I'll, of course, give you my takeaways as well in just a moment as well as here we start up the show on your Tuesday. But as we start every show on the weekdays, you may have missed some things that went on over at the University of Minnesota over the last 24 hours. Here's what you may have missed. A short news days for Minnesota. Again, the basketball team did pick up a win. 79-61 to the final score against the Nebraska Cornhuskers at home. Minnesota improves to an even more impressive record at home while still being winless on the road in the Big Ten this season. But an 18-point win, if you were watching, and we'll talk about it with Kevin in just a minute, it wasn't really quite as much of a blowout as that score indicates. There was a stretch in that second half where Nebraska definitely could have gotten back into the game. Again, that's coming up with Kevin in just a moment. In other news, Paige Beckers and Jalen Suggs are off to great starts this season in college basketball. The two Minnesota natives are leading their teams at the top of the sport. Suggs and Gonzaga is 19-0, but it was Becker stealing the spotlight yesterday. She scored the final 13 points to beat number one South Carolina. UConn number two before has a good shot at bouncing back up to that top spot that the Huskies are used to very, very soon. In other Minnesota sports news, women's golf is still down in Sarasota, finishing up their tournament down there today. Play golf, kids. If you want to go to a university like Minnesota and not have to be there in the winters, they got a pretty good gig over there at the girls' soft team down in Sarasota right now. And also sophomore Grace Curran, and I hope I'm saying that right, C-U-R-R-A-N. She leads the way individually for the Gophers at 30th. Individually, Gophers, unfortunately, as a team, still in last place, 15th out of 15 down there in Sarasota. Well, we'll get to Kevin in just a moment here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But before we get all of his thoughts on Nebraska, and we'll go back and forth just on the game and what the Cornhuskers really look like as a whole this season, I want to talk a little bit, just get my thoughts alone on what happened last night. When you hear me talk to Kevin, that was right after the game finished up. We talked literally minutes after the broadcast went down here. And we chatted about everything we were kind of getting in the instant reaction. Just some of my thoughts before we get into everything with Kevin, though. Uh, first off, I mentioned on the show yesterday, I, I would like to have seen Liam Robbins not get into that foul trouble that he did right away. He picked up two fouls early. We talked about that stretch already, where in the second half for a while there, both Carr and Robbins were on the bench with four fouls. L luckily, everybody else on Minnesota was good enough to get the job done for the Gophers. That's the good news. But it was definitely looking like if maybe... Nebraska had gotten like a 5-6-0 run, it wouldn't have had to have been that much of a burst for this game to be really, really close again, like a one-possession game. And then who knows, Richard Pitino has to put those guys back in. Maybe they end up fouling out early and down the stretch in a close when you don't have Marcus Carr or Liam Robbins. It was the biggest thing that I mentioned going into this game that the Gophers needed to make sure it didn't happen. The foul trouble leading to Nebraska being able to stay in this game a little bit longer than I think Minnesota was comfortable with. Hopefully they can clean it up because it's been a problem all season, these fouls for the Gophers, especially Liam Robbins. Uh, other notes that I just had personally, Minnesota did was it was what it was supposed to to close the door. 
Now, I just said that there was a chance for Nebraska to get back in the game. But again, Minnesota won this game by 18. I'm okay with that. And I'm going to take it because, as we mentioned last week, the difference between this team and last year's team is supposed to be that this year's team is able to finish those games. Minnesota wasn't able to do it last week. It was able to do it against Nebraska, a team that's at the bottom of the Big Ten. Let's be straight with it. The Cornhuskers are maybe the easiest team to get a win against in the conference. But right now, Minnesota needed a big win. They'd lost five of their last six in the Big Ten, and they get it over Nebraska in a convincing fashion down the stretch that at least makes you feel a little bit better going into the end of this season. Well, we're going to break things down with Kevin Knight over at Corn Nation in just a moment here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But first, I need to tell you about rockauto.com. Now, I actually just had to replace the battery in my car here up north. It ends up doing that in the winter sometimes, just gets a little too cold. But if you go to either a part shop or a dealership, they can end up upcharging you pretty big for those parts. Go to rockauto.com and you can also get yourself a bit of a discount. By using our code Locked On for 20% off over at rockauto.com, you're going to have everything that you may need for your car. There's so many different makes and models now. You may not even have the part you want if you go out to a body shop. So make sure you get the right part and get it at a good price too over at rockauto.com. Coming up after the break, we're talking to Kevin Knight over at Corn Nation, the Nebraska Cornhuskers SB Nation affiliate. He'll break down everything he saw in the game and we'll get both sides of the matchup last night. A big win for the Gophers. That's coming up next on Locked On Golden Gophers. Coming up next, we've got Kevin Knight. He's with Corn Nation, the SB Nation affiliate for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He'll break down everything he saw in the matchup between Minnesota and Nebraska last night. We'll get perspective from both sides in just a moment here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, rockauto.com is your place to go for car parts. Now, I, I actually just had to replace the battery in my car out there. It's the winter. Stuff like that happens when it gets cold out. rockauto.com, though, has the part that you need for the best price as well. The battery's pretty simple, but there's so many makes and models of cars out there nowadays that if you go to a body shop or a dealership for a part, they just might not have it. Then you've wasted time, gas money, things like that to not even get what you needed. Rock Auto is always going to have the part you need. The database is so large that they'll always be able to get any sort of specific part or service that you may need for your car. Go over to rockauto.com right now. Just take a look for yourself. I really don't have to sell it that much. It's all there on the site. Again, rockauto.com. And if you do end up getting anything from there, you can put a locked on in on the box where you put where you heard from them. Let them know that we send you. Nate Dickinson here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We'll be back in just a minute with Kevin Knight. He's with Corn Nation, the SB Nation Nebraska Cornhuskers affiliate here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey there, welcome back to Locked On Golden Gophers. We've got Kevin Knight in just a minute with Corn Nation. But first, I got to tell you about Locked On Today. It's a new podcast here with the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, we've got you covered every single weekday on everything Minnesota Gophers. But what about the rest of sports? Well, Locked On Today's Peter Bukowski hopes to give you what we give you here with the Gophers, only cover just about everything in that 30 minutes or less time frame that you love to get from Locked On Podcasts. Go over right now, wherever you listen to podcasts, maybe even where you're listening to this one, and find Locked On Today. Give them a shout out. 
Peter Bukowski does a really good job of getting you everything you need in that really, really concise time frame where you're not taking up your whole day learning the latest in sports. That's Locked On Today, one of our newest podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Give it a try. I feel like you're going to like it if you like what we do here at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now let's head over to Kevin Knight with Corn Nation. You're listening again to Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. Let's talk to Kev. Welcome back here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you. Everything you need to know about the Gophers every single weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Big win for the Gophers over Nebraska last night. And now joining us on the program to break it all down, Kevin Knight writes for Corn Nation, which is the SB Nation affiliate for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Also writes for the Only Colors, the Michigan State side of SB Nation and BT Powerhouse, which covers everything in the Big Ten. So if you like Big Ten stuff, he's someone you might want to get to know. Kevin, thanks for joining us, and how are you doing here tonight? We're talking right after the game. Game just finished up like minutes ago. So I guess just how are you doing and your just initial elevator pitch thoughts on what we saw here tonight? Well, I mean, uh, hey, we get Big Ten basketball. So I guess in that regard, can't really complain. Um, having said that, uh, obviously now moving to 0-7 in the conference, coming off of three weeks off for uh, COVID-19 issues with the team, uh, off 20 days in between games, it's clearly some rust and not a, a great season in year two of the Hoiberg era. So, um, I mean, there were some good moments there, especially when Carr and uh, Robbins were riding the bench with foul trouble. Um, got got a little bit of hope there, but uh, yeah, another another double digit loss, unfortunately. So yeah, it ended up getting away at the end, but there was a big portion of this game where things weren't out of reach. Uh, I want to touch on what you mentioned with Hoiberg. How do you feel like fans are, I guess, taking him in after two really really tough? years or at least a year and a half that's looking like two really tough years right now and also when you think about this Nebraska team that still hasn't won a game in the Big Ten and I guess this is two separate questions and you can answer them separately but how do you feel like they can end up winning games because they've been able to compete and I felt like during that stretch in the second half when they had the Gophers on their toes in foul trouble they could have made a little bit of a mini run it just never really materialized. Yeah, I think um, to start off with the Hoiberg question, yeah. um, I think most fans do kind of have it in perspective that uh, it was always going to be a little bit of an uphill battle with him in the first you know season to uh, roughly because he came in and pretty much it was going to be a rebuilding year uh, in the most optimistic expectations for uh, Tim Miles had he been retained. But um, with him gone and showing the door to everybody but two players, Thorir, Thorb Yarnarsson, and Deshaun Berg Jr., who didn't even play the final year of Tim Miles' era. He actually was a redshirt that – I'm sorry, not, not a redshirt. He had to sit out um, as a transfer student that season. And so, I mean, it, it was basically a year zero in, in his first season. I think most fans knew that and just kind of wondered, you know, what's this going to be like with mostly junior college guys kind of filling the gaps while we wait for some of the other players like Trey McGowan's, for example, this season to gain eligibility. So I, I think going into the season pre COVID, there was a lot of optimism for long-term growth in the program. 
I think a lot of fans ended up having to reset those expectations with how much COVID-19 has impacted everybody. Um, with, with that, they're not getting the type of time that they need. They're not getting uh, the repetitions in games or in practice that you would expect, particularly after having to do things such as take three weeks off um, due to huge outbreaks among the team and, and staff. So with that in mind, I almost feel like most fans are accepting this as year zero take two, so to speak. And I think with some of the recruiting excitement that he's had, uh, such as the program's first ever consensus five star uh, joining the team for next season, I, I think moving forward, there's a lot of optimism. But right now it's it's pretty bleak. But I think most fans keep in perspective why that is and, and that it's um, it, it's just going to take time to build the program up to to what he had at Iowa State back in the day. Um, and I'm I'm sorry, I, I took so long answering that. Uh, the second one was... Um, no, no, that that's all right. We'll get to that. I was more game plan kind of stuff. I do want to talk about more of what we've been talking about with the COVID stuff because everyone's dealing with it, and you mentioned all that stuff, but not everyone's dealt with it the way Nebraska has. How do you feel like it has translated to on the court again? You, you had... Now two games of a sample size, Michigan State on Saturday and then the Gophers here tonight. Yeah, I mean, w one of the things is uh, pretty obvious right away in the number of minutes that everybody is limited to. Um, I, I don't have the breakdown here in front of me um, as of yet, but I mean, he's playing heavy minutes for the entire roster because, uh, what was it? I mean, they only had 10 players available last Sunday. Um, for the very first practice back, for example. Um, most of the players had COVID or tested positive, even if they were asymptomatic. And so at Hoiberg actually described it as reminding him of when players come back from the NBA All-Star break in terms of they're out of shape for the middle of the season and they need a little bit of time to get back to where they were. And so you can see him just shuffling guys in and out constantly. Nobody's getting as consistent of minutes for the most part as they were before this, uh, with the exception of some of the guys that weren't affected, like Shamil Stevenson, for example. And you've seen against Michigan State and now against Minnesota, he did fantastic. Um, I mean, tonight he had 14 points, for example, uh, grabbed six rebounds total. He, he had a pretty great night overall, as he did against Michigan State as well, because he's one of the few guys who's getting heavy minutes so i i think that's the the biggest thing is just it's gonna completely reset any not that they had a ton of momentum prior to this but i mean you could see some things starting to click a little bit uh, still a lot of ways to go but i mean it's just completely reset it again altogether uh with how much they missed out in terms of practice even just simple conditioning We'll continue with part two of our interview with Kevin Knight of Corn Nation in just a minute here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But first, Bet Online is your place to go for basically all of your betting needs. They're the official website of betting here at Locked On Podcast Network, and they're going to help you out too as well if you do end up making a deposit and betting there. But we'll tell you about that more in a moment. Listen, football is over, and I know that's a big sport for a lot of people to bet, but that just means that college basketball is just warming up. The NBA is right around the corner and getting into the home stretch and playoffs when things get really exciting. And also, 
BetOnline doesn't just do sports as well. You can bet on award show. It is Oscar season, and all those awards are coming around the corner too. All sorts of fun stuff that you can bet on over at BetOnline. The website, betonline.ag. And if you go over there right now, sign up and use the code LOCKEDON, they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, just to help out our listeners. That's betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. More coming up with Kevin Knight with Coordination in just a moment. Nate Dickinson here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Wrapping things up on a Tuesday here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. We'll finish things up with Kevin Knight of Corn Nation, Nebraska Cornhuskers SB Nation site in just a moment. But first, February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Podcast Presents feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's now finish things up here on a Tuesday. We're back with Kevin Knight wrapping up our analysis of the matchup between Minnesota and Nebraska last night. That's coming up right now here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Kevin Knight with us here. He's on the staff of SB Nation's Corn Nation, the site for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And on top of all that stuff that you had to deal with, on top of all of that, you were also without Teddy Allen tonight as well. How much do you feel like that affected things on the court? And as we'll get into, it was a real struggle for both teams at times to find buckets out there. And Allen, a big part of that, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, he he struggled pretty badly against Michigan State. Uh, He only had three points off of one three-pointer the entire game. So I'm not sure we should have expected as much rust from him if he had played tonight. Uh, but he was uh, riding the bench due to a uh, non injury related. Um, it was the phrase. I, I think Hoiberg referred to it as an issue of not living up to internal expectations. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it definitely affected it. I mean, he's one of the more dynamic athletes. He's one of the few reliable scorers, even if he does have to be a little bit too heavy of a volume shooter to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it would have been, um, you know, Nebraska finished with 61 points. I think it might've been a single digit game if, if he came back and shook off the rust against Michigan state and was able to play like he was beforehand. So it definitely impacted it in that regard. Well, I alluded to the offensive struggles or defensive strength, I guess, if you could call it that. But I guess that is the first question I want to talk about when we actually get into the guts of this game, Kev. What did you think it was? Was it just bad offense or were the defenses really excelling here? Because there were times where I couldn't really tell. Yeah, I... I think um, Nebraska really benefited from uh, some, I wouldn't really call it heavy handed uh, whistles. I I think probably some golden gopher fans would, but I think most of the fouls that we saw by uh, Robinson Carr were 
fair if, if maybe a little whistle happy. Um, so I, I think Nebraska really heavily benefited from two of the best players from Minnesota riding the bench for so much of the game. They still did well defensively and uh, definitely helpful. Um, but the way that guys were playing, even with the pace that Hoiberg likes to have, for most of the game, it felt like they were kind of rushing into things out of control, uh, weren't very comfortable with the kind of pressure Minnesota was bringing defensively. And I think it led to a lot of turnovers for starters. Uh, they had 18 total, for example. And on, on top of the turnovers, I think it pushed them off a little bit in terms of their ability to score. Uh, they struggled all season, but still, I mean, 36.8% from field goal range, uh, 20% from three-point range, three of 15. Uh, it wasn't just Minnesota uh, getting in their face it, at at the three-point line. I, I think a lot of it was just they were thrown off by uh, lack of practice. Um, they just looked uncomfortable. So, so if you're someone who's saying explaining the game to a non-Nebraska fan, or not a non-Nebraska fan, a Nebraska fan who didn't watch the game, they'll see an 18-point loss on the road to Minnesota and think it's just another one of those. Is there anything else that you're thinking as a Nebraska kind of not – insider but a guy who knows what's going on with the team that they should be taking away from this game more than just hey you lost by 18 points in minnesota yeah i mean with i think it was around 10 minutes seven minutes left uh i don't have the exact mark but i mean they they cut it within seven down the stretch they had a shot in this game on the road at minnesota who's only lost one game at at all at home has upset Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio State in the barn. I mean, they legit had a shot down the stretch in this one. That is impressive considering the fact that they sit 0-7 right now and just had three weeks not even practicing. Well, how do you think this Nebraska team, I guess, competes in the Big Ten? Is it by doing kind of what we saw here tonight? Do they need a bit of a sloppy game where there's – what ends up being what 46 fouls in 40 minutes of college basketball and a whole lot of stretches where Minnesota was at 1.1 for 20 in a stretch during the second half. Is that the kind of game that Nebraska needs to win in the big 10? Um, I, I think uh, uh, there's still some home court advantage. I, I think maybe the comfort of being back home on their own baskets, uh, even with an empty arena, could also have a, a helpful impact going against some of the weaker teams in the conference. But unfortunately, yeah, I think this season for at least the next, you know, half of the remaining games or so until they start to get, uh, to have the, the rhythm, the practice, the interaction again in the game and on the court and in practices to be able to get back to where they were, build up the comfort level. I think that is what they need. Unfortunately, um, it's just, sloppy performance by the other team kind of looking past the opponent so uh i want to ask before we let you go and kevin knight again with the corn nation of sb nation writing about the corn huskers joining us here and thanks again for coming on the show for a couple of minutes uh first what do you think is the like long-term i guess vision that fans are looking at you explained a little bit away that you think this team might be a couple of years off and and before we get into there i'm actually spacing out on when i went with the second one so we'll go ahead and just let you answer that part 
Yeah, I think um, long term, I think fans want to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, I mean, they're not expecting anything like a you know Michigan State or Duke streak in the NCAA tournament of twenty plus straight years. I, I think more um, fans optimistically think Fred Hoiberg's going to be the guy who uh, not only can get them to the NCAA tournament and get a single victory, which they've not done in seven tries and are the only power six program to not even win a single NCAA tournament game. Um, I mean, first off, they just want that. And, and second off, I, I think they consistently uh, expect Nebraska to make it, you know, two out of every four years, three out of every five years kind of, uh, consistency. And I, I think Hoiberg has the skill set and uh, the coaching resume to be the person who can do that. And and that's definitely one reason why they finally opened up the piggy bank with all those Big Ten Delaney bucks and went after somebody with his resume. Um, and, and I, I think given time, um, particularly with just how much COVID sets people like him back in, in only a second season, his first year with really a real P6 level roster of guys, um, I, I think he definitely has the potential to do that. What was your impression of Minnesota? I always like hearing the takeaways from the guys kind of on the outside of the team, but who still are, are in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I've i been impressed with them this year. I figured uh, after what they lost last season, um, I, I thought Patino was going to be gone after this season and, and have really struggled. I'm stunned by uh, the success that they've had. Uh, it is a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde um, personality to, to a degree. I mean, they, uh, they can't travel very well. Um, but that aside, they've just been phenomenal at home against some tough competition. I, I think Patino's to be, uh, or Tino juniors to be applauded for that. They've done really well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He was on the hot seat, definitely going into the season and, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about that, even though this team is kind of still floating and flirting with the bubble right now. Uh, people are still definitely, I think, a lot happier with what they've seen from Minnesota basketball this season. Definitely been a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde situation, like you said. You also said same thing in the preview of the game tonight that you wrote over on Corn Nation that I got to read as well. That as well as the only colors for Michigan State and BT Powerhouse. You can find his words there. Kevin Knight, thanks again for joining us for a little bit here on the podcast, and we'll have you again on soon whenever we got more Nebraska stuff to talk. Been happy to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. That's it for the show today. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow every single weekday. We've got everything you need to know on the Minnesota Gophers here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you until tomorrow. Roll the boat. Sky you mop. Go Gophers.